Hey, family, today's the most holy name of Mary Feast Day. This is the Terry and Jesse show. I'm reporting for duty. Terry, what about you? I'm reporting for duty, and I've got my good friend, Father Charles Murr, reporting for duty. Is that true, Father Murr? It is very true. It is very <laughs> I true. I love it. I'll tell you, Father, this is going to be a great show. I want to, first of all, I want to keep promoting murder in the 33rd degree. It's right here in my hand. We put it up on the screen. We do have it in stock with Father Charles Murr, one of his great books. He's written a lot of books, but I like this one because it really makes sense. And today's topics are going to be tied into what Father Murr has done with that book. Today's, uh, we're going to have a little clip from Nancy Pelosi today that's crazy. I mean, you wait till you hear what she has to say, what pro-life is to her. I mean, there's some bolts a, a, loose. A, a, clip, a clip from Nancy Pelosi that's crazy? Yeah. Shocking. Oh, my. What a surprise. Yeah. That's, that's, that's novel. And, yeah. Then, and then I've been wanting to do this underpopulation is coming. Uh, it's a crisis no one wants to talk about. Guys like Father Murray and myself, uh, we're getting up in our 60s or 70s. And uh, what's going on with the world population? It seems like we're at the highest level. But wait till we tell you what's out of balance. It's called babies and old people. We got more old people and very few babies. We'll talk about that. Also, uh, this is a great article from Father John Zusadolf. I call him Father Z. And it's in regards to confession and what's going on with some people. If we go to confession to a priest where, man, you come back out and you go, wait, wait a minute, what did he say? You know, something's not right here. And then it can, it can stop you from going more often. But Father's going to tell us why that's a, a temptation that you shouldn't take. And then if we get to it, I really think this is good. we got Father Murrah, celibate priest. Sister Anne Marie talks about why celibacy? What's the benefit? Because we, we, we live in a world that's hyperly over-sexualized. Why would anybody uh, give up sex? And I think Father Murrah can talk about that in the article will also. But Jess, uh, before— Terry, uh, all, all these three topics, the reason we have Father Charles Murray yeah. in is because we're going to tie all these three topics in— with Freemasonry. Okay. All of this is tied into Freemasonry. Oh. And so I'm up can, to that. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, you, you can see the whole underpopulation thing. This is, uh, this is a Masonic. Uh, they've been hatching this plan since 1717, but we'll get into it, Terry. I can't wait to hear from fathers. We ask him these questions. And just, unless you have some good news stories. Yeah, I, I do got one good news story. I got one too, but go ahead. I just got one good news story before we let Father just uh, give us a little gospel. little commentary on today's gospel. Yeah. Today's the feast day of the holy name of Mary. Um, so what does the name Mary mean? Mm-hmm. I've, been the, I've been to the Middle, Middle East several times. And when I talk to Holy Land experts out there, Jewish Holy Land experts, they'll tell you, and even Armenian and Coptic Holy Land experts, they'll tell you that, that the, the name Mary is an Egyptian name, Miriam. And so they'll tell you that because the Jews were captive for 430 years in Egypt, a lot of the Jewish women started taking the name Miriam. They said, oh, that's a beautiful name. And they started calling their daughters Miriam. So Our Lady's name was actually taken from Moses' sister Miriam. It's Coptic in its origin. Another thing, so what does the word Miriam mean in the Egyptian language? It means the cherished one or the beloved one. So what does the name Mary mean? I've talked to Jews. Hebrew commentaries tell us that the name Mary means the exalted one. And also, in Hebrew, the name Mary means the one beloved by Yahweh. So the name of Mary, again, it's, it's a very powerful name. 
when you look at it in its Semitic languages. And that's probably why Thomas Akempa said the invocations of the sacred names of Jesus and Mary is a short prayer, which is as sweet to the mind and as powerful to protect those to use it against the enemies of their salvation. Terry? Wow, Jess, I just think of a prayer that I try to say often. Jesus, Mary, and St. Joseph, I give you my heart and my soul. Jesus, Mary, and St. Joseph, assist me in my last agony. Mm-hmm. The holy names. Wow. Father Murr, I'm not going to avoid my good news story, and I'm going to get the gospel written here. Uh, the gospel, of, according to Luke chapter 7, verse 1 through 10, is what I have, and I'd love to have you proclaim that, but then give us your, your take as a priest on the commentary. Sure. The only difference is that I've got the gospel according to uh, St. Luke 1, 39, 57. Let's do it. Let's do it. Is that okay? That's what fine. Sure. Yep. yep. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a city of Judah, mm-hmm. and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeting and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the babe leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed in a loud voice, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. How is it that this is granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the voice of your greeting came to my ears, the babe in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly estate of his handmaiden. For behold, henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. His mercy is upon those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm and has scattered the proud in the conceit of their heart. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and has exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering his mercy, the mercy he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his descendants forever. And Mary remained with Elizabeth about three months and returned to her home. Now the time came for Elizabeth to be delivered. She gave birth to a son. Wow, what, that fired me up. Just You don't have to say a word, Father, but mm. go ahead. That, mm. that, that says it all there. You know, how, can, how do you top that? I don't. I, how do you top that? Yeah, you, you, it's, 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 it's magnificent. Yeah. It's, well, it is magnificent. It's magnificent. Yeah, the magnificent. <laughs> my soul prays the great name of the Lord. My, exactly. This is, this is really such a beautiful prayer. It really is. Well, you know, Jesse began the program talking about the name Mary. Yes. It's etymology. And that's beautiful. I, I, I really wasn't aware of that, Jesse. That's, that's beautiful, of, the, of the, uh, the Egyptian root of it. But it just occurred to me, you know, I, I talk to a lot of Protestants and a lot of Catholics who are searching for their Catholic faith yeah. again and again. Uh, and so often 
especially from Protestants, I get the question, what is this devotion to the sacred heart? Do you also have devotion to the sacred liver, to the sacred lungs? To the, what, what is this, the sacred heart? All of these things, and to the holy names, the holy name of Jesus, the holy name of Mary. Well, I'm going to tell you something just about, about names. Two things occurred to me. And they came from two songs. It sounds like I'm a Broadway, a Broadway priest this evening. I, I don't mean that at all. But uh, I remember in Rome, my, my best friend and father and confessor, his name was Mario Marini, as, as both of you know from my, from my book. He told me one time, he said, you know, something, something is irritating me about you. And I said, well, welcome. Welcome to that club. <laughs> he, said, he said, you never use my name. I said, I didn't realize it. He said, no, you, you always say, hey, or do you want to go here? or something? But you never call me by my name. He said, I've got a beautiful name, Mario. I love hearing that name. He said, if you notice, I always call you Charlie. <laughs> and I said, I said, you know, you're right. I, I never realized that. Yep. And then he put on... He put on a, a record. We had records in those days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he put on a record of, of an opera piece. And if anybody's listening, you can you can find this easily on YouTube. Caro Nome. C-A-R-O. Next word, Nome. N-O-M-E. Caro Nome means beautiful name. And it's from Rigoletto by Verdi. And it sings, it sings, uh, this woman is singing to, to, uh, to, it's, it's, an, it's a love song, but it's a love song that says, the first time I heard your name, my heart began to beat a different way, <laughs> hmm. right? This, this, that just your name, your name, there's a power in the name, isn't there? And we say there's a power in the name of Jesus. Yes. Well, there's a power in the name of Mary also. And another thing too, one other song comes very much to mind. And I just found the truth about this song. There's an Ave Maria that I wish you would all listen to because I think it's I think it's one of the most beautiful in the world. With all respect to Schubert and to Bach and and uh, and to 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 Frank, it's it's an Ave Maria that I never heard, and then all of a sudden I heard all of the time. And I said, "Well, where is this coming from?" They said, "Well, it comes from the uh, the 15th century, the 16th century, Florentine." Uh, uh, composition. Well, it's not. It's a composition written in the 1970s. What? By a by a Russian. By a Russian. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I took his name down. Hang on a Vladimir. second, Father. Hang on. I want you to give us the name when we come back from the break. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Father Charles Murr, author of the book Murder in the 33rd Degree. If you want a copy of his book, we still have him in stock. Call it 877-526-2151 or go to our website, vmpr.org. You can pick it up on the internet or calling us. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back with more on the Terry and Jesse Show. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We're back to Terry and Jesse show. We got Father Charles Murray here, author of Murder in the 33rd Degree. Get that book. We sell it here at vmpr.org. Get a copy. 
And uh, he kind of unravels to you everything that's been going on since 1965, since the end of the Second Vatican Council. Father, you were ending your thought before we start going into this underpopulation, the coming global crisis. What? End your thoughts, Father. Yeah, you oh, you've got and you, you've got some very important topics to to hit. And I'm going to I'm going to just end with this. I just want to give this. It's an Ave Maria. We were talking about mm-hmm. the, the song. Sure. It's an Ave Maria composed in 1970. Uh, and it's by Vladimir Vavilov, right? But all it sings is, it, it doesn't say the, sing the whole Hail Mary. It simply sings Ave Maria, Ave Maria, just the name mm. Maria, 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 wow. Maria. It's absolutely fabulous. It's absolutely beautiful. I recommend it highly. Great. There's a, the, remember that remember that that, that that song from West Side Story, Maria? Say it loud and there's music playing. Say it yes. soft and it's almost like praying. Right? Yes, yes. Anyway, the beautiful name of Mary. Good. Yes, anyway, yes. let's get on to other All things. All right, Jess, let's get on to this underpopulation. It's coming global crisis that no one's really wanted to talk about. What's that about, Jess? Yeah, when you look at the article says, and we want to, I want to get the Masonic... Uh, underpinnings to all of this. Mm -hmm. It says, uh, for the first time in world history, there are now more living human beings above the age of 65 (laughs) than below the age of five. Me too. (laughs) Think about that. There are more senior citizens than little children in the world. The cohorts of grandparents outnumber the cohorts of grandchildren. Amazing. Here's a, a, a meaty section of it. It says, So the doomsday prophets who warned against the dire consequences of overpopulation were wrong. Paul Ehrlich, the celebrated author of The Population Bomb, who predicted worldwide famines in the 1970s in spite of any crash programs embarked upon now, was wrong. Now, the the author of this article writes here, even Pope Paul VI in so far as he incorporated worries about overpopulation into Humanae Vitae, was wrong. The problem that the world must soon face is underpopulation. And my late friend Julian Simone, who made a devastating critique of Elrich's work in his book, The Ultimate Resource, was right. The most important factor contributing to economic progress and therefore to fight against poverty is human creativity which tends naturally to increase when there are more humans around to be creative. Father, here's a Masonic component. I'm going to throw it, I'll throw it to you right now. We know that Bill Gates, his father was, uh, his father was a Mason. That's been documented. Mm-hmm. We know his father was uh, one of the founders of Planned Parenthood along with uh, Margaret Sanger. We also know that the Freemasons just recently, they had their guidepost stones I guess they were vandalized. One of them was vandalized or blown up. But uh, these are called the Georgia Guidepost Stones, which are the Ten Commandments of the Freemasons. Commandment number one, the Freemasons believe that planet Earth should only have 500 million people. So am I crazy to think, Father, that this whole underpopulation push since the 1960s, maybe even before, this is a Masonic program that's being hatched right now. Uh, what say you, Father? Well, it's very possible. It's very possible. Uh, masonry comes in a lot of names. It's a, it's a philosophy, and it's a movement. Uh, 
mostly dedicated to things on what we call today the left, uh, progressivism. Yeah. Uh, not that progress is bad, not at all, but they're talking about a revolutionary progress that absolutely blots out any past history, past morals, past traditions, past way of living. That's all, that's all taken out. We're coming to a new world, a new world order. And they're very much in favor of a new world order. Uh, yes, I, I wouldn't find that hard to believe at all. I wouldn't find that hard to believe at all. Father, let me jump in and say that this article doesn't point this out, but I've read very clearly that countries like China, India, you know, their populations are going down because their demographics, remember the one child program, and it's going to uh, affect, like right now, Russia is fighting a war and they're starting to lose. They're having a hard time replacing the soldiers because their population went down so fast. And then China right. is also having to deal with the financial crisis that they know is coming. And they're having to either deal with it now, do make their move. So this is really a critical time to be in the world right now. And my big question to you is, yes, I understand the Freemasons, but really, the Catholic Church has the answer to all these problems right now of demographics. It's called live the gospel. That's all I want. That's my thought. The Catholic Church certainly has the answer. Yeah. There's no question. But the Catholic Church has not spoken clearly Amen. in a long time. In a long time. And why time. is That's that, Father? Problem. And why is that? Big question. <laughs> You want you want to come full circle? Yes, he is. Come on, let it play it out. Come on, yeah. Well, the, the full circle is that, that we have still in the church today an awful lot of Freemasons. Yep, that's run, it. Running running things in Rome. That, yep. That's the whole point of my book. Mm -hmm. And that, now you've got listeners who are going to say, "Well, another conspiracy nut." <laughs> no, no. If you, if you, and I'm not selling a book, I don't mean it that way. Yeah. But if you read my book, it's what, what I'm saying is just a minute, people went to prison for trying to topple the Vatican Bank in 1985 yep. at, because there was a Freemason plot to destroy the Catholic Church. They're in prison because they're Freemasons. Wow. And this is part of, this is part of the sentence. Yeah. It's not my opinion. So, I mean, yes. There's been an attack. There's been an attack, but also we have people inside who are who are who are there not for good reasons. Uh, look, the two of you are probably too young to remember this, but I remember it quite well when Nikita Khrushchev addressed the United States of America, particularly the West right. in general, and said, "We will bury you." I've seen the video. We will bury you. <laughs> yeah. And you'll and you will disintegrate from within. Right. Wow. Everybody I thought remember. he was insane. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, That's so I mean, a lot a lot of a lot of my point is that a lot of communist and a lot of Marxism has an awful lot to do and a lot in common with Freemasonry. Yep. The, the French Revolution, all, all of the revolutions of the world are in the Western world anyway, are are Masonic. Uh, this is a whole philosophy, and it's and it's hit strong. Yep. And their their biggest enemy, their biggest obstacle, as Marxism's biggest obstacle in the world, what is that? Catholic it's Church. called the Catholic Church. Yep. It's the Catholic Church. That, that's it. They have a lot of obstacles, but the biggest one was the Catholic Church. 
all of a sudden, it's not an obstacle anymore. Exactly. All of a sudden, the Catholic Church is being funded by Communist China, and Communist China is naming its bishops. I, you, when you, again, you're too young to remember this. I was in Rome when General Franco of Spain, uh, Frank, Spain had a, a privilege, as France did, as many nations did. They could name, the, the state could name three bishops for a particular diocese, and Rome was free to choose one of the bishops. What they wanted to do, it wasn't to control the church. It was to say, these men are, we find, good citizens, right? They're responsible. Oh, there was, from the left, you can't believe the outrage. Get rid of Franco. He's a dictator, this and the other thing, because he's naming our bishops. Well, they took that right away from Spain, and they give it to the communists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is amazing. I mean, it's, it, it's a, and nobody, nobody's worried about that. The communists are, are good people, you see. That's why. Well, of course. Father, why don't you this. really tell me what you really think? I mean, I, I, well, you really want to hear it? Really, <laughs> well, well, but, Father, let me, let me ask you a question relative to Freemasons. Yeah. Um, Pope John Paul II started an institute over in, in, in Rome That's right. yeah, yeah. Uh, on family life. Yeah. Well, sure that is. institute now has been basically dismantled because uh, the Pope Francis has put in a bunch of modernist yeah. ideologues yep. that run it now. And right now, what's on the chopping block <laughs> is uh, is uh, the whole issue of birth control. Yeah, uh, They're Stop. talking about right now. Those that are in charge of, I forget what the name of the school is called, but it's, it's got, it used you know, to be it, called the John Paul II Institute on Family Life. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. no longer, it's no longer has anything to do with Pope John Paul II. It's a horrible situation, but Father, yeah, you're familiar with it. Yeah. They're on the verge right oh, now. Sure. Cardinal, Cardinal Gagnon, Cardinal Gagnon was, was yeah. a prefect for the, exactly. for the, uh, uh, the, the committee for the family. Yes. yes. That's where it yeah. began. Yeah. Father, yeah. my question is that commission is on the verge of uh, legalizing birth control, I think it's going to happen in, in, in probably before the end of the year. Uh, to me, that's a that's a, a Masonic uh, that's been hatched by the Masons with, within the Vatican because that's not part of the tradition of the Catholic Church. Terry and Jesse, yeah, I read this, not believing my my eyes, about three months ago. I read it, an article written by, excuse me, a book written by. Catholic Monsignor in the Vatican. Can't remember his name, but it's easy enough to find. He's a Freemason. Yeah. And he is the Freemason chaplain. Oh my God. And he wrote a book saying there's no problem with being a Freemason and a Catholic. He's working in the Vatican. And he's he's open, completely open. We had this going on for years quietly. Yes. No, Nobody exactly. said anything. Nobody said anything. Right. Now they're now they can be open about yeah, it. Yeah. It is it is a whole movement, a whole mentality that wishes to destroy everything that is Christian, everything that is Catholic, everything that is that is holding society together, especially in the West. Wow. Yes. Wow. And Father, just to jump in uh, before the break, you experienced this as a seminarian going to school in Rome, correct? Some of the things that you sure. experienced. It was like, wait, this wasn't public, but now it seems like before, Father, we used to have this under the table. Oh, yeah, this is, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Pope John Don't, Paul don't say anything, yeah, right? Yeah, keep it right. quiet. Now there's not say keeping it quiet. And I guess, my, no. you know, my big point, and we're going to get into these other articles too, but my big point is 
We can pray as lay people for our priests, for our bishops, for our pope, but you know, we can't control what they do, but we can pray for their conversions because many of them, they're not even, I don't even see them following Christ in a very direct way. I see them undermining what Jesus Christ has taught for 2,000 years. I, 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 as you know, I was very, very close to Cardinal Edward yes. Gagnon. Holy man. All right? yeah. Cardinal Gagnon gave an interview years ago while I was still in Rome, mm -hmm. and people were bringing these problems to him yeah. constantly because he was, he was one who, who understood and was on their side. Yeah. Well, he gave, he gave the solution. He said, stop giving money. <laughs> yeah. He's a man Stop after my giving own money. Yeah. This was this was front page front page on an, on an interview to the Wanderer. I've been asking the Wanderer for years to get a copy of that. I can't. But that's what he said. Just stop the money. You'll you'll see. You'll get their attention. I have some people in the Wanderer that I'm going to make a call. I'm going to try and get that article. You're listening to I the wish Terry, you would. I will. Terry would, and Jesse show with Father Charles Murr. We're going to come back with more that'll inspire you to fall deeper in love with Jesus. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We're back. We got Terry Barber. We got Father Charles Murr. <laughs> There's an article put out by Father John Zoldorf, Good man. also known as Father Z. And again, we got Father Charles Murr here because I, 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 we want to keep picking his brain on the Masonic influence and a lot of these things that are happening. Uh, one of the things that Our Lady of Good Success told us, and this is almost 400 years ago, yeah. and she said this before, the, before Freemasonry even started. She said that Masons were going to infiltrate seminaries. And she said there was, she was going to, uh, you know, a lot of the priests would be malformed. They would be, again, you know, sexualized. Prophetic. Yeah. She, Our Lady of Good Success said this before yeah. Freemasonry even started. Mm -hmm. Now, right. my question is, Father Z writes an article here, you know, about a person who's uh, you know, going to confession. And, uh, and the person felt probably spiritually abused, psychologically abused, emotionally abused by by the priest uh, who was probably a psychopathic narcissist, <laughs> says Father Z. So my question is, Father Charles, um, Our Lady of Good Success, this prophecy that she made before, about, you know, decades before Freemasonry was even started, I think a lot of Catholics have experienced at least once or twice a bad confessor who gave bad advice that even a basic Catholic with a basic understanding of the Baltimore Catechism saying, what are you talking about? I mean, stuff like, oh yeah, masturbations, that's not a sin, no problem, no problem. I mean, the, the, the nightmares that I've heard from people going to confession, and even worse, we've actually seen uh, some of these uh, predators in these reconciliation rooms. That's what we need to go, we need to go back to the old, old school confessional box Amen. and separate the priest from the people. These reconciliation rooms have gotten more priests in trouble because all of a sudden they put the hand on the kneecap, the hand on the thigh, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, Father Charles, my question is, uh, do you believe that Freemasonry, one of the things that they wanted to attack was the Catholic sacramental system and the Catholic priesthood 
by uh, making it more like a psychology session instead of a priest penitent session. Of course. No, no, no question about it. Of course. Yes. And, and, you know, you have another, you have another phenomenon that's happened. (laughs) How you want me to really be clear, Terry? Lay it out, father. I'm I'm, (laughs) all right. I want the. You ready? All right. I'm going to say this. I know you're going to say too. Go ahead. We have we have a number of priests yep. who now I cannot get inside and I cannot judge their conscience. Right. right? I can't do that. But I can judge. I can judge, and I better judge yeah. by their actions. Of course, I have to do that, right. Yes. Uh, I I doubt seriously that many of them believe in God. I'm with you. They've lost their mm. faith. I've said that. Mm. that I'm not. I'm not serious. I'm that serious. Yeah. And that doesn't stop just with our priests. We have bishops also. Yeah. Now, here's the good news. Here's the good news. That that's. I'm sure that shocked a number of people. But here's the good news. I don't need him, that priest or that bishop, to believe in God. I don't need that. Amen. His his sacrament is valid. Exactly. And tell us why because, that is, because people don't realize uh, you know what, what, what I was telling you before. Yes. Our Lord could have chosen to make trees into vehicles for sanctification yeah. if he wanted mm. to. He didn't. he didn't. He chose men. He chose these priests, and he called them. Yeah. Uh, they're acting in persona Christi. They're acting in Christ's person. Right. They are not Christ. But they're acting in his person. When I go to confession, I'm not confessing to that priest. The priest is the man who's going to give me Christ's forgiveness. I'm I'm confessing to Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm. And this is what's happening. The priest is the vehicle. He is the vehicle. That's all. His faith is not what I need to have a valid sacrament. It's yeah. not. It's not. It's not there. Right. Right. Now, the problem is. But and let me another piece of good news. Today, a miracle has happened called computer technology. (laughs) There is so much fantastic, good, solid Catholic uh, advice, direction that you can get online. There are Catholic, here's the Terry and Jesse show. (laughs) You have, you have so many, so many great, great programs and, 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 uh, that are happening to give Catholic instruction. It's all there. Yeah. It's all there. People, I've, I've talked to people who's, who've told me that for years they haven't heard a Catholic sermon in in, in their churches. Uh, they just haven't. They have, you know they've got a pastor who belongs to the Church of Nice. Mm. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I mean this, and, and it's 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 pathetic. It's exactly. it's really pathetic. I mean, and, you know what's sad? Tell us. It, it's it's like G.K. Chesterton said. He said, "When you stop believing in God, it's not that you've really stopped believing in something." He said, "Not you're now open to believe any damn thing." Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, the, hmm. the, this is what happened, and so therefore they put in pop psychology. They're not even serious psychologists. I studied under Paul Bitts, yes, and and, and, oh, and wow. Barry Cohen at, at NYU. They great minds, and the staff was fantastic. These were serious people about psychology. I listened to some priests talking. They they read a self help book in, in 1982 or something, <laughs> and this is this is what they're basing everything on. It's it's re- it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. However, yes. things are going to get better. They're going to get better, and there are many means from by which people can sanctify themselves, educate themselves, and really become Catholics. I can't tell you 
how many letters I've been getting recently from people who their whole family has converted to Catholicism. Awesome. I'm, uh, uh, mainly, dare I say it, through the Latin Mass. Um, that's a fact. And, I've heard all over. They have all of these young people, and I'm hearing this from all over the world. From all over the world, seriously, it's marvelous. So well, good ask, things are. Yeah, let me ask you. A, go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, let me ask you a question. Uh, just you just uh, mentioned about many people are converting to the Latin Mass. Yeah. There's a famous A-list actor who just converted to the Latin Mass. Uh, forget his name. But he's uh, playing Padre Pio in the new movie, yes. Father. Yes. Yeah. So my, it's interesting. I'm wondering because you know you have a lot of bishops and cardinals and even the Holy Father that they 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 don't believe that the Latin Mass is uh, they don't think it's something that's drawing people. It's something that's I think it's something that's obsolete. Something like that should be yeah it should be put in a yeah in a shelf somewhere. <laughs> Yet. I keep reading about people like LaBeouf and others like him. Yes. I, just, I just read also about uh, Alfalfa from uh, The Little Rascals. He converted to the Catholic faith because of the Latin Mass. I mean, I can name you one after another. Um, High-profile people that are coming back to the church, they're not coming back to the church because of you know electric guitars and drums and, and, nice. and tambourines. And uh, and and uh, and you know, you know, uh, altar girls—they're coming back to the mass. A lot of these high-profile people, because of the Latin mass. Uh, comment, Father. Absolutely, no, absolutely, absolutely. Why? Because it's authentic. Because it's authentic, and because it's not about the personality of of the of, of the priest. That's critical. What did I see not too long ago? And you've you've had you've had uh, snippets of this on on your show. Yeah. The priest in Chicago, these, these, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter because like him, they're, they're, they're a dime a dozen. They right. put on shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they you're put talking, on shows. Yeah, you're talking about and, Christmas. And, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, but, but these are, the, yeah, you know what? What's the most pathetic thing? They're not even good shows. Yeah. It's just, it's not. You know that people are talking about. People are talking about. Let's go to mass. We're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate. If that's your idea of a celebration and the way you're using the word, it's pathetic. Yeah, it's pathetic. All right, you've got there. It's about nothing. It's about feeling good and telling everyone that they're wonderful and pat yourselves on the back and meet your neighbor and shake his hand. Now let's go home. It's nothing. When people come to the Latin mass, they're coming to something that's two thousand years old. And they experience, I've talked to, and these are young people. Yep. These are young people who weren't brought up with this. Yeah. They feel they're pulled in. They're pulled in to something mystical, to something wonderful that's happening. That's associating them. It's drawing them to Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter Sunday. It's, it's bringing them into those, into those mysteries. And, they, and, they, and it's, it's marvelous. Father, and the, the oh, priest, it, the good thing. The priest loses yeah. his personality. Yeah, exactly. But don't you think, Father, with the persecution of the Latin Mass, it's actually going to be reversal, that there's going to be more Latin Masses, there's going to be more fruit from this. Am I on to something? It's, that's exactly what's going to happen. And that, that's why I'm excited about it. Yeah. And I've told people, don't lose faith. <laughs> don't lose faith. This is, this is marvelous. This is marvelous. Yes, people, 
Yeah. People, you know, people always make noise when they're dying. Yeah. They always make noise. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah that's right. Yeah. You're right. Good luck. Yeah. But, Don't worry about it. It's a good sign. It's a good sign. Father, the priest we were talking that, that we referenced, his name is Father Michael Flager. Yeah, Flager. He's from St. Sabina Catholic Church yeah. over in the Archdiocese of Chicago. And I'm looking at some pictures oh. at, 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 at Mass. It's, uh, yeah, it's brutal just to look at some of the things that he allows to happen. By the and way. Jesse, yeah. And Jesse, that, that's okay. Not to let Mass. All, all that you're looking at, that's okay. That He's never been called in for any liturgical abuses. But God forbid, God forbid you begin the mass in nomine patris et fili et spiritus sancti. Oh my! Oh, oh, oh! Time out! Now you're now you're in trouble. So you know what, it's, Father? This is right, a conversation right, yeah. we're having, and I think our listeners love this. You know yeah. why? Because you're just telling it like it is. Go ahead, Jess. Right. Yeah. By the way, Father Flager was he, he was placed on administrative leave. There was two allegations of of uh, sexual improprieties with with two brothers back in in the, in the late seventies. But they brought him back in. Apparently, I don't know whatever what ended up happening to the case. But I can tell you, if it was an Orthodox Catholic priest, yeah. and I know some, even when the case has been adjudicated and they found out that uh, oh, that yeah. uh, the, the 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 parties made it up out of whole cloth, I've seen mm-hmm. Terry. You and me have seen Orthodox oh, Catholic priests. Friends of ours. They ne- they never get brought never. back. Never. And. Uh, yeah, this, this priest, he was uh, brought back from uh, the sidelines. Yeah. He's back on the playing field. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. Hey, when we come back, let's talk about celibacy from this sister's article. And Father Murr, obviously, being a celibate. Celibacy. Oh, boy. Yeah, I love it. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. We're having a conversation with Father Charles Murr. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. I love these Catholic conversations. We're here with Father Charles Moore, Terry Barber, myself. And uh, there's an article here about why celibacy by Sister Anna Marie (laughs) McGuan. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that most people don't understand that that's, Celibacy is is something that's supernaturally bequeathed to people by God. It's 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 a grace given to, by God. Amen. But the problem, on the other hand, is uh, so many people on planet Earth, uh, because they're very secular, they're very carnal. Mm-hmm. All they're thinking about is uh, you know their 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 next uh, you know their next uh, you know intimate moment with the opposite sex or even with the same sex for, for all. But here's the point that I want to ask father, cause he's an expert on Freemasonry. I have read some of the documents from people that have left Freemasonry. And they said that one of the things that the Freemasons have tried to do is, is to plant people Masons within the Catholic church that are sexual predators to destroy the whole notion that of celibacy given to us by Christ and and demonstrated to us by Saint John the Baptist, Jeremiah, Saint Paul, many others, uh, Father, would you say again that this whole over sexualization of the culture, the whole sexual revolution, uh, would you say that this is in part something that's been uh, that Satan has used communism and masonry? to impact our culture, and not only our culture, but our Catholic Church as well. Absolutely, absolutely. 
I I lived through that period of the uh, of 1968 1969 graduated high school. Yeah. Uh, I saw an amazing thing. The world was young people were pit against everybody else. All of the all of past generations. And we and we even even I we we bought into all of this. We were given this in high school, liberation, freedom, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, and the, the the liberation was sexual liberation. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that was well, that was liberation. It was sexualized. Everything was sexualized. All of a sudden, everything became about everything is about sex. Now, I didn't live in a, you know in a tree. <laughs> I lived in the world. We, we, <laughs> a normal kind of life sure. yeah. uh certainly the certainly certainly sex is about uh, affects you when you're especially in adolescence and you've got issues that but it's not constant if you're not bribed with it every place today that's all it's about yeah. advertising advertising is 100 sex it's just that's it that's it everything is can I throw stuff that, in that, there? Go ahead. You, yeah, that 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 Freemasons yeah. that, and that communists yeah. to destroy the church would want to also destroy the clergy sexually. Why would that be a surprise to anybody? Well, the, That's the, that makes total sense. What you're saying makes total sense to me also. But there's also the element in the last 50 years, young people have been more screwed up. Sorry for the French, in the sense of their psychological, spiritual, their their. They they've got depression out you know the depression levels are way up suicides are way up D- doesn't it make sense that a lot of this over sexualization has affected the young people to forget even at all their meaning and purpose of life that they have really just focused on what feels good and forgotten the long term game is that my onto something there you are you are and and what's missing in all of this is knowledge. And you say, what in the world is he talking about? Adam knew Eve. Yeah. Eve knew Adam. Mary, I know not man. Right. Mm. Sexuality, sexuality is a is a beautiful, fantastic, dynamic, sacred knowledge right. of someone else, of someone else and yourself through that other person. Sure. This is what this is what it's 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 about. It's knowing, because knowing is part of love. That's right. To know someone is to love. To love is to know more Beautiful. deeply. All right, that's taken out of the equation. Yep, it sure. Is. When you when you're talking when you're when you're saying one night stand, you're not talking about knowledge of anyone. Knowledge, I've heard I've heard people have come to me. With the, the, they've gone to bed with people they don't even know what their names are. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they don't know the name. I slept with this one. I slept with that one. I don't know. She was this way. She, he was that way. The, do you have a name? No, I have no, no, no I don't. How? how I, I, I'm just. How do you do that? Yeah. You can't do that unless you've been conditioned. Yeah. Unless you've been conditioned to make it nothing. This is nothing. It's an exercise. That's it. Well said. Yes. Father, and I think a lot of a lot of the people have been conditioned by number one, uh, Marxist education in our public oh, yeah. school, of even in a lot of a lot of our Catholic schools. Our Catholic schools are very you know dumbed down education. They're not teaching basic morality. They're teaching you know you have in some Catholic schools and many Catholic colleges, you have condoms in the bathroom, 
You have LGBT clubs on campus. Uh, you know, if you try to put a, a pro-life table in the middle of campus, somewhere like on Georgetown or, or Catholic U, uh, the other side, the left on campus, they'll tear it down. And so sure. even our Catholic schools have been infiltrated and have been, uh, and, and, and the fact of the matter is, this is Satan's plan. Yep. Our sister Lucia said in 1980 that the final battle that the devil will wage against mankind is against marriage and the family, and we're seeing it right now off the charts. What say you, Father? Well, I was very happy in, in many cases uh, with, the, with Jesuit universities. I've, been, I've seen them around the world. They finally came to the conclusion of taking away the, the word Catholic on their, their billboards and everything, and they just call it, I love the, I love the whole thing, uh, such and such a university in the Jesuit tradition. I said, you got that right. You got that right. Absolutely. But it's not Catholic. No. These schools aren't Catholic. These schools aren't Catholic. It's, 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 it's a sad joke. So many of our Catholic schools are nothing more than places where people can send their children so they'll meet the right people in station in life. That's all. Mm. And to keep them away from the riffraff, because the riffraff can't afford the tuition. That's all. This is what they've become. It's, it's, that's all. Uh, I've, I've got it. You know, I was just remembering something we were talking before about Humane Vitae. Yes. And, and we're talking about the sexual revolution. Well, before the Humane Vitae came out, 1967 or 68, 68. all of this had, this had started yep. again. And I remember having a discussion with my mom and dad. They were very open people and they were very, uh, they were well-educated. Yes. And we were talking about, I was just repeating what I heard in religion class with the Christian brothers, <laughs> right? Yeah. And saying, sure, uh, artificial contraception is, you know, you can plan your family and pop, 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 pop. We had this great discussion and they were, it was good. Later on, we were watching television and I don't know if you remember this, but there was a margarine commercial. There was a margarine commercial yeah. as, as in butter. And, and they went through the whole, this margarine taste, just like butter. Boom. And, but the end line was, it's not nice to fool Mother Nature. Yes, I do recall that mm. one. That was it. And I remember watching that. And my mother, I turned to my mother and she just went, see, that's my point. I when we were talking about contraception, right. it's not nice to fool with Mother Nature. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Anyway, giving the advice right now, a couple minutes left for our listeners who are fighting the good fight. They're say, they want, you know, they're trying to save their souls. What advice would you give Catholics today if you have like a action item list, you know, whether it's the sacraments, uh, tell your prayer life, give us what you think would be good to our people. I'm sure they'd like sure. to hear from you. Let me, let me just answer one question before that sure. Jesse brought up about celibacy. Yes. Why, why, do we, why do we even have celibate clergy? Yeah. Why do we have that? Because... Listen to this, real simple, because our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was celibate. The only reason, that's the best reason. <laughs> and, and we're trying, we're trying with all of our faults, we're trying to follow him as closely as we can. That's the answer I give every time. That's, 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 that's it. Yep. You need all right. Yeah. Anyway, what, what can Catholics do? Yeah. What can Catholics do? First of all, uh, be aware be aware that there are real problems. Yeah. There are certainly problems. That, if you can't see that there are problems in society, ah. I mean, hang it up. I, I don't even know where to be. Exactly. With you. But, there, but, but also, which what's really tragic, but people have to wake up to this, and they are waking up to it. 
there are real problems within the Catholic Church. Yeah. That's real true. problems from 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 the head from head to toe let me just put it that way yeah. let me be diplomatic and say from head to toe i get it right and it needs it we need a lot of renovation i'm excited i mean it i'm serious yeah. i'm excited because i i know something fantastic is going to happen yeah this cannot continue it cannot continue this ambiguity to live with to live without answers to live precariously without direction it cannot continue and it won't continue god will not permit and, it and father Murr, just to say fulton sheen has become more popular every year as ambiguity is being given to the church it seems like people are looking to him and i think you also look to him for clarity am i onto something there oh i absolutely i i love logic yeah i've always loved logic and what i thought was great when I would listen to debates and even high school, college yeah. to listen to, and I could think I could see immediately whether left or right, whichever, whichever position, the person who had logic won because they're using reason. Yeah. And it's, it's, this is what's wonderful. Sheen had a natural logic. He also did something else. He took complex philosophical, theological, and psychological issues. Yes, he did. One of his best one of his best talks that he gave, I think, was on Freud. Oh yeah, it's very very clear, right? But he took all of these complex ideas, and if you will, digested them for you, yeah, and gave them back to you in a way that you thought it was your idea. Mm. <laughs> it's fantastic. Well, I'm gonna just just a, a, a magnificent. I'm gonna man. continue to plug, and I know Jesse does too, about getting his cause back into orbit because we need a Fulton we need a St. Bishop Sheen to help restore the church in my opinion your thoughts just wrap it up bud. yeah well Father, Father you know what uh, thank you very much for your incredible insight on the Masonic infiltration really on American culture and the Catholic faith thank you for your priesthood most, most important yeah. thank you for speaking the truth we need truth telling priests like you because the laity we are starving for the truth. Terry, take it yeah, away. I was just going to say thank you for paying the price for telling the truth. This book, Murder in the 33rd Degree, pick it up at our website, vmpr.org, or call us at 877-526-2151. Jesse, what state should we be living in, brother? Let's live in the state of sanctifying grace. Don't live in the state of mortal sin. Become holy or die trying. What else is there? And don't forget Our Lady of Fatima said souls are going to hell. Because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Let's make some sacrifices. Quite a few sinners out there in the world we can affect. Father Charles Murray, your blessing, please. Benedicat vos omnipotens Deus Patris.